Yeah, my name's Kate uh, Darcy. I uh, work at the um, University of Bedfordshire within the uh, International Centre. So at the moment I'm working within a research centre in the university and we kind of um, focus specifically on issues around sexual violence, um, trafficking um, and child sexual exploitation, but I'm not talking about that today. Um, my background is uh, as a youth and community worker actually and then I um, ended up working with the traveller community for about 10 years um, and I was working in education trying to support access for um, well early years, it was all the way through really, so adult education from early years so um, working with different communities, also working with a whole range of educational settings to help um, help them sort of include uh, students and their parents. So I'm going to talk a little bit today about higher education, so the, the um, higher end of the spectrum. Um, I'm really uh, disappointed because my colleague, we, we've just written a chapter together um, on this on this topic uh, and it should be published hopefully this year, but my colleague Lisa Galloway, who is herself a traveller, um, and worked up in the north at the university. She did some of the uh, data collection, but unfortunately her father's really ill, so she wasn't able to come and talk today. But um, I'm sort of talking on her behalf. So, um, so as I said, I work at the International Centre, so we um, focus a lot on sort of uh, sexual violence. I've got a particular interest in looking at gypsy traveller and Roma communities and the issues of violence and, and sexual violence. I'm sort of exploring that. But as I said, that's not really what I'm talking about today. So today I was going to just begin with a really brief overview of who are, who are travellers. <laughs> um, some of the barriers that they experience in education um, at lower levels, so below higher education, and then the impact on what happens up then in higher education. Um, voices of travellers, so, so some data that we've collected, um, Lisa collected some from um, the, the college and the university where she's uh, located and I spoke to um, a couple of students who I've ended up supervising actually at college who are travellers but who kind of kind of came out to me once they sort of knew that I'd worked in that field um, which is really interesting and, and it links to what I'm going to talk about because they never they never revealed their ethnicity to anybody um, you know on paper so um, there are sort of difficult issues and I think in terms of I'm not going to talk, be talking about um, critical race theory but I have explored that in the past in my doctorate and for, for the traveller community who within the UK are mainly white skinned. It is a real kind of issue because they're sort of almost invisible, so they look like they're white. They are white, um, you know, by colour, but actually in terms of their position, they are very much, um, you know, um, part of what CRT kind of call the minoritized part or, um, you know, people of colour in a sense. Um, so it's, it's an interesting... Um, concept the whole area really okay so um <coughs> travelers in the uk it's kind of an umbrella term and i think that is particularly confusing because it actually com 
comprises many different groups, which I've sort of listed on there. Um, most of these groups are ethnic minorities, so recognised under the what was the Race Relations Act. Um, but there's some groups who who are also within this um, within this terminology, such as showmen. So showmen are the people that travel around in the fairs. They're not actually an ethnic minority, they're travelling for business purposes and they see themselves as business people and they would be very offended if, if I called them a gypsy. Um, same for circus people and bargees, so that bargees are traditionally the people that worked on the boats before we had lots of roads and stuff and, and moved things around on the water, so again they're not an ethnic minority but they travel for work purposes. Um, so the term traveller is quite complex because it kind of implies this overall group and I think people make these stereotypical assumptions about this group or they see it as a group but actually within that group there's loads of different groupings and it's really quite complex and people within even within the, the wider traveller community, they have, they have very um, different cultural traditions and beliefs. So it's really important that they are um, seen as distinct groups. Um, so yeah, that's just the point I wanted to make. Um, but then, you know, when we look at the um, recording in school, then we see, okay, they're lumped again together. Uh, we only have Gypsy Roma or Irish Traveller. And obviously you also have the category white British, which actually, if you're a traveller, you're born and bred in Britain, you, why not be white British? If you don't want to disclose yourself as a traveller, you, you can you put white British. So there's a real issue around data collection, and that's not just in education. Um, some, the data has been collected, and there is some evidence of, of access and achievement in schools. In primary, it's fair to say that it has really improved over recent um, times, although I wouldn't like to say what's happened since um, you know, the, the uh, coalition government and now the Conservative government, because we've seen a complete demise of traveller education services. That's where I used to work, um, but you know, there's hardly any left across the whole country. Um, and interesting, there's no one really doing any research into kind of what's happened and what the impact is, but... Um, I imagine it's not particularly great. Um, analysis of achievement uh, data, again, this is a little bit um, dated, but it indicates that the, for Irish travellers, it's closing at Key Stage 2, uh, Gypsy Roma at GCSE, but all traveller groups start at a dis significant disadvantage. So why do you think that might be? From what you know, any just shout-outs? discontinuity of school yeah. moving and I think it's important to point out as well that even though again this makes it complicated but even though they're people are <coughs> called travellers actually the majority of travelling people now no longer travel because they're not able to there's no stopping places people like showmen will because for business purposes they've got somewhere to stop but lots and lots of the families I work with were never mobile, yet it's an excuse that the school would use for, for why they weren't doing very well at school or why they didn't want them in school. So, But certainly, discontinuation of school if they are moving around. Anything else? Yeah. Um, two years ago, I, um, in housing, I used to manage a, a 
was um, a lot more popular. Yeah. Um, and um, one of the things I found was that there was an inherent distrust about mm. outside intervention. Uh -huh. There was a sense of, um, you know, are you coming to kind of shut us down or yep. are you coming to help? Yep. What, what is yes. your, what's your rationale? Mm -hmm. So, yep. um, and, and I think oftentimes as professionals, we didn't take the time to build relationships mm. with these people. So, Great. Yeah. No, and I think that's a real issue. And when I was certainly working in school, it was the same thing. It was, I did build up relationships with families, but you'd have the distrust by them of the school and of the school of the family. And you, you were kind of, I was sort of stuck in the middle. And it can be very, it can be very challenging for both parties. And I completely accept that. Um, so yeah, thank you for those suggestions. Um, yeah, I was just going <laughs> to, I've got a visual um, activity. So I've got three willing volunteers, so you know who you are. So if you go and stand at the back of the room. <laughs> so we've got three characters here. And I'm going to just do, it's just a really silly visual um, demonstration of, of, um, of something. So if you all start at the same point. So I'm going to read out a series of statements, and if you just take um, a step forward if you feel that it's accessible to you, stay where you are if you just don't, you're not quite sure or you don't think that you can, and take a step back if you think this is, there's no way this applies to me. Okay? Just about. Okay, I can vote. I have an income and I earn at least a minimum wage. Um, you do you do not face uh, discrimination using public services. You access education and feel included. Other people listen to your opinion most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> You are well respected and understood by most people. <laughs> you have lots of options for what you want to do in the future. You often receive positive feedback. You are free from harm and abuse. You can read newspapers regularly. Okay, thank you very much. So I'm just going to ask you to tell us who you are. So who 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 are you? I'm a affluent uh, white middle class man. Thank you. <laughs> You're nicer than that, Martin. I am a British born Kashmiri student. Good. Yeah. And I'm a sixteen-year-old gypsy boy. Yeah. Thank you. So just a really kind of visual um, demonstration in terms of power and participation, because I just think that, um, in my experience, there are barriers pretty much all of the way for uh, Gypsy tra Traveller students, whether they're in work, in uh, education, or just in general life. So, some of the barriers that I've identified, in, and there's research about this, racism, um, sort of wider <laughs> society, or racism, bullying within school is still um, very, very common. 
negative teacher attitudes mm. and inconsistent support um, and that obviously has a massive impact on progression and attainment. Um, lowest attendance, highest school exclusion for boys um, and, then, and traveller children are more likely to be identified as having special educational needs and, and that I, I question that because I think it can be if you look at Eastern Europe, for example, uh, Roma, tr Roma traveller pupils are segregated in special needs schools. They don't have special needs, but because of their ethnicity, they are grouped in a kind of underclass. And I, and I think that some people have drawn parallels with the sort of um, SEN links here in, in the UK. Um, so there continues to be this kind of lack of understanding or respect. You know, when we look at the history curriculum at schools, there's nothing about travellers, um, even though they've been in England since the 1500s. Um, the, the expectations are low and dropouts really high. So you can see um, apparent, uh, approximately half of traveller students were still um, at school at the end of school compared to nearly all of the population who, who aren't um, travellers. So this obviously has implications for higher education, but this is a something that um, Darrington wrote about, uh, and she was referring to secondary schools, the strategies that students um, use, and this is something that I also spotted for students within higher education. So there's three ways of dealing with um, education, or when you're in education as a traveller. Um, you fight, so um, quite often boys, you know, within the traveller community, there is a, we all know, there's a, lots of boxing, there's lots of physical sort of violence, nominally people sort things out with a fist fight, um, you know, rather than calling the police. <coughs> so what, also what they would quite often do is go into school going, right, if anyone does anything to me, I'm, I'm going to, you know, um, beat them up. That's, that is my strategy for, for dealing with it. And of course what happens is that they get called a pikey, they thump somebody, they get excluded. But you know, the kind of bullying isn't. So I've, I've kind of seen that time and time again. So that's their strategy. It's not very effective because they're ultimately the ones who end up um, being excluded from school. Flight is uh, related to uh, non-attendance really. I think if you're in a place where you don't feel that you belong, you don't you don't go there so that's one of the very common reasons that we don't see very many travelers in school and playing white obviously is actually i'm, I'm just not going to tell anyone i'm a traveler because they don't you know what's going to happen to me if i am if i do tell people so especially when uh young young travelers go up to secondary school if they don't know anyone they might not tell them um, that they are a traveler at all and like i said you know these students in higher education they turned up it turned out that they were travellers, but they only came out once they kind of knew that that I kind of understood their situation, um, even though I wasn't a traveller myself. So, um, moving on then to think about higher education and um, this acting white, playing white. So, um, this girl said, I never put down I was a traveller because you never know what will happen. You put it down, but you don't know whether you'll be successful. This was at the kind of um, application stage. So, so she was worried when if you put it on that application, she wouldn't get into university. 
Um, she knows that there are probably a lot more travellers that haven't come forward. I didn't put I was a traveller at college, but I'm but I am very open with it. I have a traveller background, but it does seem to well in school it seems to have a well bullying and, and labouring from teachers. So I just thought, well I'm doing alright as I am. So she felt much safer just not even telling anybody um that uh, she was a traveller. And when I asked my university for the sort of data on how many travellers we have, we have none. So, <laughs> and that was when they were there. So, you know, um, who, who knows? Um, so, this uh, is a college student, and she said uh, she didn't she didn't put her surname down on college forms because so she didn't want to be perceived. So even in some places, you know, your your name will kind of reveal who you are. So they wouldn't put down their name. Because being a gypsy means people think you're dirty, you thieve. My family are known in this town. We're on an illegal site, so I know I'd be looked down. So everyone knows that family. So you're not going to kind of reveal that you're linked into that family. So if we look at the data, um, again, you can see that we have loads of travellers in higher education. Um, a total of 150 which I don't believe is correct. I, th I think there's actually a lot, a lot more because w and when you speak to adult travellers, there's quite a lot who have been through the university system, but they've just never come out. They have spoken in a different voice. Um, there was a guy who's a, a Romani journalist. He went to Oxford, so he put on sort of posh accent. You know, he never told anybody who he was to sort of survive through education. Um, again, in higher education, they can only ascribe as being gypsy or traveller or Irish traveller. This is a limited um, categorisation, and I think it's about um, sometimes the sort of boxing of ethnicity. It can be helpful. Sometimes it's really unhelpful, and I think the way people perceive themselves isn't... Maybe they don't see themselves as a gypsy, they, or they don't see themselves as an Irish traveller. There's some sort of fluidity, but... So if you look at... Um, the quotes, I'm a gypsy, but I've got both Irish and Sinti heritage. I'm always classed as an Irish traveller. Um, it's, it, you know, and, and that's easier. But, you know, actually there's a whole mix of things going on. And I think if we look at all of our own identities, you know, we're, we're a mixture of, well, most people are a mixture of all sorts of things. Um, I didn't tick the box, neither did my friend. I don't want teachers looking at us differently or thinking that they, like they did at school, that we need special classes, so that refers to what I was saying about SEN. That's what happens when we say we are travelling. Um, Lisa uh, Galloway, she undertook uh, focus groups with university staff and she also interviewed gypsy travellers, adults and um, students themselves. And both kind of revealed that there was very low expectations of, of travellers within education. So the university had this majority perception that it wasn't for gypsy travellers. Um, and that was also reflected by some of the families, some of the older generation of families. College and university were also seen, just on a practical sense, completely um, unaccessible in terms of how do you get in, I don't even know what I do, I don't even think it's for me, I think, you know, I don't know what qualifications I need. Um, and if you have dropped out, it was it was a complete sort of no-no, even though, you know, we know that children who are home educated can go back into education at a later date, but that information's not available. 
So students are influenced by close family um, in terms of, you know, some uh, people would be influenced if their family weren't supportive. Others, other families have been very supportive. So the, the girl who I supervised, her family was amazingly supportive. Well, her, her very close family, even though her wider family were questioning, you're 23, you should be married, what are you <coughs> doing at education? So, you know, there's a mix going on there and it depends very much on the characteristics of, of the young person themselves, what they actually decide to do. But I think there is this perception that higher education particularly is a limited, um, you know, a limited option for them, and it's, which is afforded to most others. And I think it's quite interesting to look at Ray because she wrote about white, um, white working class boys and she kind of drew that same parallel that um, there's this kind of common sense view that they're, they're to blame for their underachievement. You know, we can say the same for travellers. It's their fault. They're not in school. They travel. It's about cultural deficits, lack of ambition, the wrong sorts of attitudes that hamper their, hamper their inclusion. And I just feel, you know, from my experience and the research, that's exactly the kind of perception that there is around travellers um, as well. So I think that's interesting uh, kind of parallel, really. And what was interesting is it's not just about ethnicity, it's not just about race, it's actually about others. So this um, girl was actually went to Institute of Education um, and she she talked not about, the, the problem wasn't that she was a traveller, it was her class. So she felt that it was a class issue and that all of her co-students um, were rich, were affluent, were well off and she was really struggling, she um, really struggled with that. She also talked about, you know, mental health issues and, and kind of she was experiencing anxiety or sorts of mental health issues and she felt isolated as part of that. So I think again it's this sort of fluidity of our identity we need to think about, you know, it's not, we're not just in this one box, it's experiences of all sorts of things that actually impact on our um, educational uh, pathways. So, um, you know, here's a quote from um, an adult traveller and this kind of mirrors some of the feelings within the traveller community, just like you were sort of saying that actually there can be quite a closed community, sort of, we don't want to know. And I suppose it's the same, I've had the same experience when I'm trying to um, persuade parents to send themselves, to send their kids to school uh, at secondary level. Well, well, why? What's the point? Okay, I get my GCSEs, but no one's going to employ me because I'm a traveller. So actually, you know, it doesn't have any sense for me in terms of social mobility. It's not going to help me. So why would I buy into, why do I have to buy into your systems? And, and I think there's that kind of rejection in a sense that, you know, that's your system, that's for you, but that's not for us. However, what um, Lisa found was that actually the younger generation, it is, it is really changing. There's a a um, lot of young people who were really interested in going on to university but the issue was again as I was saying that they don't really know how to get there sort of the practical means of getting there um, but there is certainly not a lack of, of aspiration people want people do want to do it um, and this was this was the student that um, I supervised and she was she was great because actually her her teacher said she'd never get anywhere and that just did it for her she was like right I'm going to do it, and she um, and she 
was the first girl in her family, actually the first person in her family to go all the way through university. And she's, you know, she's really proud of, um, proud of what she's achieved, which I um, really supported um, that feeling for her. So just to summarise really, the main issues that we were finding by, I mean, and this is an area of very limited research, um, but what we were finding was that there's an issue around description because we don't really know how many travellers are in, in higher education, so it's really difficult to work out, difficult to know what the particular issues are because no one's done any research around it. Um, the, there is a lack of, sort of support and information for Gypsy Traveller students um, and staff, um, but also kind of staff working with them in order to support and sort of understand the cultural background. And, and the general awareness of teaching staff is pretty poor, but, you know, that, that's, that's not sort of their fault, but it's just the fact that we don't actually discuss traveller culture um, very much at all generally. So, for example, lecturers said the only time they'd seen gypsies was on my big fat gypsy wedding, which, if you've seen the programme, is not the best thing to watch no. to inform you about Gypsy Chat. If you want to tick the box with all your stereotypes, yeah. then um, then that's what you do. So, um, and, and this kind of reflects in terms of teacher education. I mean, it's been a recommendation for, I don't know, since the 80s, the 70s, that, yeah, that, that there needs to be more training and awareness for teachers. But I think still now there's uh, half a day at the most about um, you know diversity and if you talk about travellers then that's a bonus that's not usually included um, so you know these these teachers were talking about this kind of quick fix um, there you know there's not much at all about diversity ne never never um, there was no mention of travellers at all so I mean you can ask me questions or we can um, you know discuss any of the sort of areas of the gaps that I have um, highlighted or just share your thoughts. Um, it's up to you for the last few minutes. 